Welcome to the Festival of the Mind podcast from the University of Sheffield. In this episode, the team behind the Salmon of Steel project tell the story of the River Don's Atlantic salmon and how pioneering research at the University of Sheffield could help us track the recovery of this iconic species. Few species evoke images of pristine rivers more than the salmon does. It's a staple of nature documentaries, usually scaling waterfalls and narrowly avoiding the jaws of a grizzly in the wilds of North America. It often surprises people in South Yorkshire when they learn that the River Don once sustained a huge salmon population. Salmon spend their early life in rivers like the Don before migrating out to sea and travelling to their feeding grounds in the North Atlantic. After one or more years at sea, they make an amazing journey, homing back to historical spawning grounds, using their incredible sense of smell to get there. Females make nests in the river gravel, called reds, where they lay their eggs for males to fertilise. This is the start of the next generation of salmon. In recent decades, a remarkable recovery of the River Don has got underway largely due to improvements in water quality that have resulted from the decline and regulation of heavy industry on the river and improved treatment of sewage. While many water quality issues still remain, the fact that salmon's relatives, trout and grayling, are now doing well in the Don shows that the water is now clean enough for salmon too. So how do you get salmon back to the River Don? Well, Salmon have been attempting to migrate up the Don for a number of years and have been observed jumping in vain to ascend barriers on the lower half of the river. You may be wondering why salmon are swimming up the Don when their homing instinct should surely be leading them back to where they were born. The reason for this is that their internal sat-navs can actually make mistakes and some individuals get lost and end up straying into different rivers. For over 200 years, Sheffielders have not seen the sight of salmon jumping in the City of Steel. But now, the tide is changing. Hi, I'm Ed Shaw and I'm the director of the Doncaster Rivers Trust. I'm currently looking at the fish pass on Sanderson's Weir in the River Don. To help salmon return to the Don, various organisations including the Doncaster Rivers Trust, Environment Agency, Yorkshire Water and others have worked to create a migration superhighway by installing fish passes on the barriers that were obstructing salmon migration. Excitingly, early indications suggest that the Don's migration superhighway is already beginning to work, with two salmon being found in Sheffield in January 2019, the first records of salmon in Sheffield for over 200 years. What's more, examination of one of these fish showed that it had spawned. Nevertheless, the job is not yet done, as the best spawning habitat for salmon is upstream of Sheffield, and so we want salmon to come through the city and continue up the Don. There are still, however, many more barriers upstream of Sheffield that have not yet been addressed. These barriers are not impossible for salmon to pass, rather they obstruct salmon to varying degrees, leaving us unsure of how far salmon are getting up the Don. This is where the University of Sheffield's research comes in. Hello, I'm Deborah Dawson. In our laboratory in the University of Sheffield, we use DNA profiling to study wildlife. 
We investigate things like mating systems, territory sizes, population genetics and even diet. And we use a wide range of sample types for this, such as feathers, hair or even poo. We're also able to take water or soil samples and screen these for certain species or try and identify all of the multiple different species present. And this allows us to, for example, test for the presence of great crested newts in ponds or identify all of the different fish species that are present in a lake. These new technologies of using environmental DNA, or eDNA as we call it, such as water and soil, allows us to detect species that are hard to study. This might be because they're elusive or nocturnal, or there might be rare species present in very low numbers, or with big territory sizes making them hard to track down. This method of using water or soil samples limits disturbance to the animals and can be used to study the whole ecosystem. We can detect species that are indicators of clean water such as brook lamprey or caddisflies or we can monitor invasive species that damage our ecosystems such as the signal crayfish or the killer shrimp. In 2019, in collaboration with the Don Catchment Rivers Trust, Environment Agency and Yorkshire Water, we started the Salmon of Steel project, an exciting new study to detect salmon on the River Don. Our aim was to try and work out how far upstream salmon had travelled and whether they had reached their historical spawning grounds upstream of Sheffield. If we can identify barriers to their passage, we can focus on how to overcome them and having beautiful salmon leaping again in our rivers would benefit the whole ecosystem as well as showing us how far the River Don has come on its long road to recovery. Paul tells us more about the Salmon of Steel project. Hi, my name is Paul Parsons. I'm one of the researchers at the University of Sheffield working on the project. You find me here on the bank of the River Don in the middle of a cold winter, collecting river water samples. Salmon return to inland rivers to breed in late autumn and early winter so we have focused our river water collection around these dates. During their journey, salmon shed scales, defecate and produce eggs or sperm, which releases their cells into the river. Some individuals may even die on their attempts to reach the spawning grounds or after spawning, spreading many cells into the water as their bodies decompose. All of these cells contain DNA specific to salmon. With modern genetic techniques, we can collect and process this DNA within a river water sample, and test for the presence of this salmon DNA signature. If we find salmon DNA in our samples, we will have good evidence that salmon are back swimming in the Don. So we start this process by collecting a water sample, which is as simple as filling a sterile bottle with river water from the bank. We then take it back to the lab for processing. So let me take you there now. Here we pump our litre of river water through a fine filter. The size of the pores of the filter are so small, they trap cells from all the creatures living in the river. Fish, aquatic insects, plants, or even your own human DNA if you go for a paddle. We then carefully wash the DNA off the filter and concentrate it, ending up with a soup that contains a mixture of all sorts of creatures' DNA, and one that hopefully includes our salmon. 
Hello, my name is Sarah and I came to Sheffield from Portugal for six months to share my experience on molecular techniques to study species from water samples. This knowledge exchange went, was provided by the European Union and allows development and sharing of new techniques to benefit many studies across different universities. After the extraction of the DNA from the river water, we screened the DNA soup for the presence of salmon using a special molecular probe that only sticks to salmon DNA. To make sure we didn't get any false results, we first checked the probe didn't stick to any other of the fish species in the River Don and confirmed the probes only stuck to salmon DNA. Using this species-specific probe-based method, we successfully detected salmon DNA in the River Don at seven sites sampled in 2019. We hope to sample more sites when salmon next visit in winter 2020 to track how far upstream salmon have reached and try to identify blockages to the salmon's migration. This will allow us to focus conservation efforts and resources on specific sites, improve river connectivity, and hopefully lead to increases in salmon numbers in the future. The recovery of the Don catchments salmon population would be welcome news, as the global outlook for the species is less rosy. In recent years, there has been a range-wide decline in the abundance of Atlantic salmon. The causes are not well understood, though it's thought that climate change is disrupting oceanic feeding grounds, and fish farms are putting a heavy burden on wild salmon through the parasites and diseases they release into the sea. All the more reason, then, to cheer the return of salmon to the Don, and to strive to give the species the best possible chance. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe. We'll be publishing episodes every day of the festival. We'd love to hear your thoughts and responses on social media. Find us on Twitter at Festival Mind and at facebook.com forward slash Festival of the Mind. (laughs) 